Welcome to the latest USGA Green Section podcast episode. I'm John Petrovsky, host and education manager in the Green Section. This month, all roads lead to Rome, where Golf Course Superintendent Laura Arias is getting set to host the 44th edition of the Ryder Cup, which will be held at Marco Simone Golf and Country Club. Hope you enjoy our conversation with Laura. Laura, thanks for taking the time to join us today during what's an incredibly busy time as you're preparing to host one of the biggest golf events in the world. Before we jump into our discussion on the Ryder Cup and Marco Simone Golf and Country Club, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, including how you first got interested in golf course maintenance? And you have an extensive, well-traveled career, but if you could briefly sum up your journey that kind of led you to Marco Simone. Well, thank you so much for this opportunity. My name is Lara. I am coming from Spain. I am a forestry engineer and I did a tour program in, in Spain. After the tour program uh, in Spain, I wanted to keep uh, growing on the industry and I got a great opportunity coming from the United States. I joined the, the Ohio State program during 18 months. In 18 months, I did my internship over there on three different golf courses, three great opportunities, different type of grasses, and the most important, I learned from the best. The first internship was at Robert Trent Jones in Gainesville, Virginia. Later on, I had the opportunity to, to go to, to TPC Scottsdale, where we prepared the, the West Manajan Phoenix Open. And the last six months, probably the, the most special six months for me, at Quail Hollow in Charlotte, preparing the, the PGA Championship. After my experience in the United States, I came back to, to Europe and was very hard, very frustrated because at the beginning I didn't, I didn't find a job. Uh, I wanted to find a, an assistant position and, well, it was not possible. But I, I've been very positive in all my career and I've been working very hard. It doesn't matter where. So if there is opportunity in Spain, it's fine. If it's in Paris, it will be all right, or, or even in Italy, no? So back to Europe, I worked at uh, Valderrama during the Green Complex renovation, and uh, also in Paris during eight months, preparing the French Open and the Ryder Cup. In 2018, probably I thought... This is going to be the last Ryder Cup that I, that I am going to do on my life. However, in 2020, we, we got a call from Marco Simone, Italy. Here we are, no? Uh, I am the golf course superintendent at Marco Simone, and we are going to host the, the Ryder Cup in a few days. Very cool. That's quite a career journey, and Ohio State is for sure one of the best turf programs in the United States. So you picked a good one and then followed it up with some great internships. Just to set the table for our listeners, the Ryder Cup is held every two years and host sites alternate between the U.S. and Europe. It was last held at Whistling Straits in Wisconsin after a one-year COVID delay. Uh, This is going to be the 44th Ryder Cup and the first time it's going to be in Italy. So that's something new. The property has a fascinating history. It dates back to the Roman Empire. Uh, being just outside of Rome, Marco Simone 
the name, I'm going to try to get this right, Laura, it comes from the castle on the property that was dates back to around the 1500s. And uh, it was restored after it was bought by Italian fashion designer Laura Biagiotti, who also had the golf course built in 1989. Hopefully I got that right. Yeah, that's good. You arrived at Marco Simone in 2020 to take the helm as golf course superintendent, and it was during a major redesign of the course. So maybe you could pick up the story there and describe your role in the project. It wasn't just a renovation, correct? It was a complete rerouting and redesign of the original course? Yeah, that's correct. It's a completely redesign of the golf course. And yeah, Alejandro Reyes and myself, we are right here in, in 2020. The first visit was on February 2020. The golf course was closed under full renovation. So as you can imagine, in two years, you must host the Riot Cup, one of the most important events, and COVID arrived to the world. And the golf course is under full renovation. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> we, we came back to Spain and we, we thought about it. And yes, COVID arrived to the world, but you cannot say no to a project like this. You cannot say no to be a superintendent on a golf course where they, where they are going to host the Ryder Cup, even if it's a challenge, even if in 2020 we didn't have a golf course. <laughs> I mean, the answer is, okay, yes, let's do that. For a few months, we stay in Spain because it was impossible to travel from Spain to Italy. And I started to work as a golf course superintendent in June 2020. At the beginning, I was the, the growing manager because at the end, uh, we, we have nine holes seeded on 2019, but not playable. So we did the growing of these nine holes. And the other nine holes, we have dumpers, we have the irrigation company doing all the new irrigation system, uh, the construction company doing the new drainage, the new greens, everything. So for me, this project, when I arrived here, I started this project from zero, from the growing, because the, the contract that they have it is, all right, we are going to do the drainage, we are going to do the greens, uh, the, the saping, and as soon we seeded it, is the golf course superintendent who take care of the golf course. Can you give us a quick rundown of the golf course from the maintenance side of things? Kind of the, the grasses you're growing, how the greens were built, the construction methods, kind of irrigation source, things like that. Yeah, let's start it from the greens. So greens are USGA uh, greens. Uh, we have Bengras, pure distinction. And later on, we have on fairways, approaches, and tees, we have uh, Passman, Pure Dynasty. And the rough is, is fescue. So at the end, we are working with uh, cool season grasses and worst season grasses. One of the, the most important work that we are doing is a top dressing program on the fairways because uh, the golf course will have uh, some capping on the fairways. However, we don't know why uh, later on during the project someone thought that was not important to have sun on the fairways. Okay. Uh, and, uh, well, I think that now they, they, they understand why it's so important to have sun capping on the fairways. 
And well, this is one of the most important works that we are doing here. We have a, a top dressing program every year of uh, 3,000 tons, tons of sand uh, to improve the, the quality of the fairways. During the growing, everything was seeded. So, for example, for the greens, was right. I mean, in four months, uh, we have greens playable at four millimeters, and it's um, and it's all right. The temperatures were fantastic to do the growing of the of the green. However, for the past balloon in Rome, still uh, the soil temperature is not uh, enough for past balloon. So you have a small window. The perfect window to, to seed Paspalon in Rome is uh, August-September. As you know, later on in October, Paspalon goes in dormant, so we don't have too much time for the, for the growing of the, of the Paspalon. So that was a, that was a, a huge uh, challenge. Now that, right now, the, the surface is, uh, is amazing, it's doing great. And well, you will see that during the during the Ryder Cup. But I remember that during the the growing, this was a challenge. Also, as I said before, we didn't have sand capping on the fairways. So when you see the the paspalon, uh, you have a lot of uh, weeds contamination. The paspalon takes longer until until the the germination. So. So well, was was a challenge. For example, at some point we we seeded uh, ryegrass and paspalon at the same time to avoid to have erosion. Because, for example, uh, if you seed the the paspalon, you need to wait at least twenty days. And if you have a heavy rain, you can you can lose the fairway. Uh, so that's why with the with the ryegrass, in seven days at least, we are going to have we are going to protect the paspalon seed. Uh, from from the erosion and also from from the weeds, we prefer to have a, a little bit of ryegrass than than to have, for example, crabgrass or other weeds. Was it pure dynasty? Yes, it was pure dynasty. Was that based on kind of restrictions with importing vegetative material, or was just the the best way to to establish the turf? To be honest with you, I don't know because we arrived we arrived in 2020, yes. so the specification was done before, so was not our decision. Yeah, I was just curious why they decided on Paspalum for the fairways. It's a when when you mentioned the choice, it was a little um, surprising. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to look amazing during the Ryder Cup. We are now cutting the fairways at seven millimeters, the approaches at 6.5 millimeters. And many people ask me about that, about the, the decision. And at the end, I didn't be here when they took the decision. So, well, I have Bengras, Paspalon, and, and Fescue, and uh, I must do the maintenance of the golf course. That's, that's all I cannot change the grasses. It's what you have to work with, so you do the best you can. And uh, I caught a little bit of the Italian Open, and I have to say the course looked fantastic. So you're doing a good job with your with your pest battle. <laughs> and with, Thank which... you so much. It was, it was very stressful, this uh, Italian Open 2023, because 15 days before, the fairways uh, were a little bit brown. I mean, the temperatures were very, very low here in, in April in Rome and was very stressful for everyone involved on the Italian Open. But later on, uh, just the last 15 days before the Open, was the, the temperature was, was good. And well, finally, the Italian Open went well, everyone happy. So 
Just one follow-up on the course maintenance side of things. What What's your irrigation source, and um, what fescue is, is that tall fescue in the roughs? Yes, at the beginning we have fine fescue and tall fescue. To be honest, right now it's just tall fescue. Summertime is, is very, very, it's very, very, the temperatures are very high. So right now all we have is, is, is tall fescue, it's tall fescue. The irrigation we have uh, Toro, the water that we have it, uh, we don't have any problems with the water quality, so it's fine. And the most important thing is that the the rough, the the rough under maintenance where we have the the tall fescue is not a big surface, so we irrigate just the area that is on plate. Uh, Marco Simone, as you can imagine, to host a rider cup the surface of the property is 150 hectares. However, later on, we irrigate only 10 hectares of, uh, of rough. Having spent a couple of years working at courses in the U.S., I'm curious to get your perspective on sort of the differences, if you noticed any, between golf course maintenance in the U.S. and in Europe. Does anything stand out to you? As I said at the beginning, I, I learned a lot. It's true that when we are back to Europe, and, and I am not the only one who thinks that, is in United States you have all you need it, all the, the resources. And in Europe, we don't have it. For example, regarding chemicals, I mean, right now in Europe we have two, three chemicals per country, so we don't have all the chemicals that I, that I would like. We must do that like this. I mean, that's, that's totally different. And another point that, um, is how to organize the teams. In the United States, you have 25, 30 green keepers. So you can have uh, one green keeper who is changing caps and is only changing the caps. That's all. For us, the person who is going to change the caps is going to, to clean the carpet, to, to do a full setup. It's going to do more works. Because one person must do the work probably of two or three persons. So we need to organize the, the work, the daily work, on a different way. Thinking we have these resources, so the most important for us is to organize it on the, on the best way. And this is something very typical in Europe and in the United States that you have more people, you have, your budget is, uh, is, is higher, uh, you, don't, you are not worried about it. And then on the golf course in the United States, they want the best quality and uh, doesn't matter how much it costs. That's the, that's the feeling that we have in Europe, no? Doesn't matter because we have everything. We have the budget, we have uh, uh, a huge team, so we can do that. And in Europe, you are going to find just a few golf courses where the budget is, is very high and you have... Uh, a big team working to do the maintenance uh, of the golf course. But most of the, of the golf course is going to be just like 10, 12 green keepers. And, and yeah, I mean, you are going to change the caps. At the same time, you are going to blow the carpet. You are going to, to, to do many things. Sometimes the, sometimes the green keepers say to me, Lara, it's enough. Okay, yeah, it's true. It's enough. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. Go to the golf course. 
However, if I go to the tournament preparation, well, I learn, I learn a lot, as you can imagine, working at TPCS course, preparing the a PGA tournament, working at Quiet Hollow uh, for the PGA Championship, I learn, I learn a lot about tournament preparation, about details, quality. Uh, that was uh, that was amazing. Switching gears to preparations for the Ryder Cup. Planning and coordinating maintenance is key during any big event for things to go smoothly. We talked about a little bit earlier, but how many people exactly are on your normal staff, and then how many volunteers will you be expecting for the Ryder Cup? Well, uh, the team is twenty total, with the head mechanic, irrigation tech, spray tech, assistant superintendent, and second second assistant. And during the Ryder Cup, we are going to have one hundred volunteers. It's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be the first time that we are going to have this amount of uh, volunteers because during the Italian Open we have 35 volunteers. But on a Ryder Cup, we must set up the golf course to be outside the, of the golf course as soon as possible. So it's going to be the first time that the team is going to manage 100 volunteers. The positive thing is 75% of the volunteers it's not going to be the first time that they are here in Marco Simone because they, they came before to the Italian Open. They held us before during the Italian Open. So the good thing is that they already know the golf course. They already know the way we work. So they are going to make my life easier. <laughs> it's not... <laughs> I mean, imagine if you have 100 volunteers on Friday 22nd of September, just one week before the, the Ryder Cup, and nobody knows the golf course. Could be a disaster. I know that they are coming to help me, but it's true that I prefer to do that like this. So when we selected the, the volunteers for the, for the Ryder Cup, the volunteers who, who came before to the Italian Open, they won the, the opportunity to be on the Ryder Cup, and, and they deserve it. They know the golf course, they know the team, they know the way we work, and uh, they are very excited to host the Ryder Cup. It's really great to hear that you had more volunteers than spots and you actually had to implement the selection process. That's that's great to hear. You mentioned American superintendents. How many uh, folks will be coming over from the United States? It's like eight. Oh, wow. Most, most of the volunteers are coming from, from Europe. Yeah, from United States, at least uh, eight. Very cool. Now, Laura, Marco Simone is in great shape kind of day in and day out, but did you add on any kind of additional cultural practices? I know you talked about fairway top dressing um, or maintenance this season in preparation for the Ryder Cup, or is it kind of business as usual? So regarding the maintenance of the golf course, as the, the renovation was done in 2020, um, we didn't be focused on, on details too much. We've been focused on maintenance on improve all the areas in play of the golf course because a new golf course needs needs time and we are talking that we have cool and warm season grasses so we we need time the first year when we hosted the italian open in 2021 the golf course was very very young but was a good first test because we saw all the weak areas and we've been improving these areas since 2021 the main uh, work on the golf course is the top dressing program to improve the, the playability and the filtration of the fairways. 
um, and also um, very important for us during the summertime is to don't lose density on the rock. Uh, summertime we can have 40 degrees and the, the fescue is, uh, is a struggling. You know that the, uh, we want to have a, a thick wrap uh, at the end of September to host the Ryder Cup. So that's why it's so important the, the way we, we manage water in Rome. Uh, for example, at the beginning it was very difficult with the members for them to understand that they must drive with the golf cars. We, we, we try to explain then how important it is to don't have the golf cars on the road, to don't lose the density. Finally, they, 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 they understand that we are preparing this golf course for the Ryder Cup and we are doing all the maintenance, we are uh, spraying wetting agent on the raft, we are doing hand watering on the raft to make sure that it's going to be... But also we need the help from the players, from the Greenfish and from the, from, from the members. Uh, because at the end, all the traffic that we can have it, if they can drive on the fairways where we have paspalum, horses and grasses during the summertime is fine. And they are going to help us to don't lose density on the rock. Uh, so probably, yes, the most important for us is the top dressing program. The way we must do the, the maintenance on the rough the way we must irrigate the raft to, to don't lose density. And later on, the, the third one will be the way we work, the way we, we manage the greens. On the greens, um, we try to stress as much as possible the greens. We irrigate the greens once per week. And um, um, on this way, um, we offer to the members, to the players, uh, really good quality every day. But also, um, we don't want to over-irrigate the greens. As we spoke at the beginning, we don't have too many chemicals in Europe. So the way for us to, to do the maintenance of the green is to irrigate the greens once per week. The wetting agent every two weeks the lifetime dressing every week and, uh, and, and the hand watering. We want to irrigate the greens only where it's needed. So we are going to have less disease and the quality of the green is going to be amazing during all the year. To, to stress the greens um, a lot during the summertime with 40 degrees, twice per year we do... Uh, we close the golf course for the for the aeration, and um, for us the most important is the work that we do with the, with the vertidrain. We are very aggressive with the vertidrain. We use solid time, uh, twelve millimeters, to to improve the, the infiltration of of the greens. Uh, it's the only way to be uh, aggressive during the during the summer time, and and well, I. I am very pleased with the work that uh, we did the last three years on the green. I think the quality of the greens is, is, is really good. And, and well, uh, and we reduce the, the amount of, of disease on the greens. That sounds like a solid greens management program to me. So 
I think I think the way they looked on TV, like I said, for the Italian Open, I think you're doing you got a good program in place. Um, mm, um, and one more thing, uh, the new varieties of Bengras doesn't need a huge amount of nitrogen, so so we try to to keep the greens with a low quantity of, of nitrogen, so we re, we reduce the amount of touch and and during the aeration. As I said, for, for us, the most important is the, the work done with the vertidrain um, to improve the, the, the infiltration because we, we don't really have a, a, a huge amount of touch. LR, I've spent a little bit of time in Italy, but I never made it south of Siena. So I have a general sense of the weather in Rome, but what's your climate and weather like? I know you mentioned it was a hot, dry summer. I've, I've heard a couple of other Italians mention that, about 100 degrees Fahrenheit for us Americans. That's hot. What what should we expect during the Ryder Cup as far as weather and then what challenges what challenges do you have during the year from the weather? Well, so far the temperature is good. Uh, I hope uh, I hope we keep uh, having this temperature uh, because it's true that at the end of uh, September uh, can be a little bit uh, risky because uh, sometimes at the end of September we have 25 degrees, 20 degrees, so the the pass balloon stop the stop the grow. But so far we are having 30 degrees, so so it's fine. Everything is is. I mean, I think it's the perfect temperature for the cool and the the worst season grasses that we have here in in Marco Simone. The only thing we hope to don't have a to don't have a, a storm. That's all. Because in, in September, we sometimes we have heavy storms. Now, you were a greenkeeper at the last Ryder Cup, you mentioned, in Europe at Le Golf National in, in France. Uh, pardon my pronunciation there. <laughs> what, what was that experience like? And is there anything you learned that you'll be putting to use now as the golf course superintendent hosting the Ryder Cup? Yes, absolutely. I mean, Le Golf National was amazing, 18 months over there preparing the French Open and the Ryder Cup. And the thing is, when you host a Ryder Cup, you already know what means Ryder Cup. And a Ryder Cup is super important, everything inside the rope, but also outside the ropes. So our experience there was amazing, and we tried to, to help as much as possible here in Marco Simone uh, with our experience. Uh, for example, uh, right now I, we are working with uh, Marco Simone and Ryder Cup at the same time, trying to collaborate. And as I say, once you know what means Ryder Cup, you are going to be involved in all the projects, not only inside the ropes. I am not only focused inside the rope because I am the golf course superintendent and the most important is inside the ropes. No, every time that I, I, they need help, that I must do, I must collaborate with them. I will do that because the success of this event is inside and outside the ropes. We are going to host 45,000 spectators. So it's not a normal golf course. We have a huge amount of, of space for hospitalities, grandstand, and uh, there is a huge amount of work that Ryder Cup organizes. But we are on site every day. So if they need anything, we are here to help. We are here to help to set up this golf course on the best way possible and to have a, a success tournament. It's a common theme at a lot of uh, golf course facilities. If there's a need for something, one of the first people they turn to is the superintendent because you, you, you guys are known and gals are known for 
being able to get things done other people can't figure out sometimes. Not that there's such a thing as a normal day at the Ryder Cup, but what would you expect your routine to be on a typical day during the practice rounds and the matches? Well, uh, the way we are going to organize the the team is going to be different. This is not a, a Italian Open. Uh, we are going to have 100 volunteers, so I cannot be taking care of everyone. So uh, we are going to organize the Ryder Cup in a different way. It's exactly the same as we did at the Golf Nacional. We are going to have three team leaders on the golf course. Each team leader is going to have six holes. And later on, we are going to have another team leader on the driving race. So they will take care of the volunteers. They will take care of the team. Uh, so I can be just driving around, doing supervision, and will be the team leaders who will be in charge of the of the teams. I cannot be in charge of one team. No, no, I must have team leaders. We, we are going to have 14 leaders. They will have the information early in the morning and uh, they must do that. Uh, Alejandra myself, we will be around. If there is a, plo- a problem, we will be there. But, I mean, we cannot be uh, uh, with everyone. It's, it's impossible and will be a mistake to try to be with with everyone and with the radio, with the phone. No. On the Italian Open, I can do that. It's fine. We have the team, 20 greenkeepers and 35 volunteers. It's fine. I can can spend more time with the team, but during the Ryder Cup, it's true that that, um, the team leaders are very important uh, and they must do that. And it sounds like you'll have enough people helping out that your cup cutter can just cut the cups instead of blowing car paths and everything else they typically do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Laura, were there any concerns with the amount of daylight you would have or anything like frost? Is that an issue in, in your part of Italy? No, not here. In Paris, we have frost. In Paris, we have frost, but no, in Italy, I, I don't think so. We'll be all right. What's one thing you would suggest someone visiting for the Ryder Cup do or see around Rome that maybe isn't in all the tourist guidebooks? Any tips as a Roman, I guess I would call you? (laughs) Well, I mean, probably uh, that's why this Ryder Cup is going to be so special, no? Because it's coming to to Rome. Uh, Well... And at the end, you are coming to, to Marco Simone for the, for the tournament, but also you are going to spend time in, in Rome. And, well, you must uh, have some pasta, a pizza, and ice cream. <laughs> ice cream is very, very important. And for sure that they are going to have a, a great experience in, in Italy. And very, very close to, to Rome, you, you have uh, super nice areas. If you have time, I su- you should spend a little bit more of time outside of Rome because it's, uh, it's a really nice country. That's a good tip. Thank you for that, Laura. I did eat a lot of gelato when I was in Italy too much. <laughs> <laughs> I like the, the, cherry, the, the cherry vanilla one was my favorite. No doubt you've committed a lot of hard work time and effort, not only in preparing Marco Simone for the Ryder Cup, but also getting to where you are now in your career. So what are you most looking forward to about hosting the Ryder Cup? 
it's gonna be super special for me because I saw this project from the beginning, from zero. So uh, for everyone involved on this project since uh, the beginning, the Ryder Cup is gonna be the end of the project and has been a challenge to have a golf course under full renovation, hosting three Italian Open and the Ryder Cup in only three years is a challenge. That's why when the last day on Sunday, I am going to, to close a project. It's going to be the, the end of this project. It will be super, super special for me because I've been very positive the last three years thinking doesn't matter all the problems that we have it, we are going to make it, we are going to make this uh, Ryder Cup possible. I am sure I am going to, to think about that. I am sure I am going to think on, on the first day when, when we are right here, when the golf course was closer, was closed, when nobody was, was talking about the Ryder Cup, or when people were talking about Marcus Simone thinking, but they are going to host the Ryder Cup because the golf course is closed. The golf course is under full renovation. I will think, okay, we make it, it's done, and was amazing. It, it, yeah, it's got to be an incredible feeling to, to arrive there, grow in the course, and then three years later, you know, what many people consider the biggest golf event in the world, certainly the most, ex the one that generates the most excitement with fans. So, well done. I, I really think that was one of the most difficult projects in the world in the last 10 years. Because, because all, the, all the world is going to be watching uh, the golf course thinking that uh, we have everything and thinking that this golf course was uh, built 10 years ago. And no, I mean, we've been doing many things in the last three years regarding uh, renovation, growing, uh, maintenance, Italian Open, and was a, a very small window. In three years, all the work that we did is a huge amount of work and the, the end of the project is the Ryder Cup and I cannot imagine uh, a better a better end for the project that a, that a Ryder Cup is, is, is amazing, no? It's from zero to the most important golf tournament. We'll be rooting for the American side, but Laura, we're, we're all going to be rooting for you and your team as well to be successful <laughs> and, and really, really wish you the best with everything in the coming week. I mean, this Ryder Cup, I really think that the, everyone that is involved on this project, we are going to, we are going to win this Ryder Cup because it was very, was, was very, was very difficult. It was, was a huge challenge for everyone involved. We are doing the, we are doing a great job on the last week, uh, trying to, to don't make a mistake. And uh, the last week, I am going to try to, to enjoy as much as possible. And the golf course can be a little bit better, but I don't want to be frustrated if something is grown. After three years of hard work, I really want to, to enjoy the, the tournament week, thinking we make it. We are hosting the Ryder Cup in, in Italy. For sure, this is the time to kind of just let the course be and, and just keep things, keep things dialed in as, as the, the matches approach. I'd also encourage folks to follow you on Twitter or X now, I guess. Uh, your handle is at Laura underscore Arias. 
you post some great photos and I've enjoyed following along the progress at Marco Simone through the construction and then in preparation for the Ryder Cup and also checking out some uh, occasional pictures of your beautiful Australian shepherd, Ryder. Yeah, Ryder is amazing and she's, uh, she's very important on this project. Uh, well, she's the, she's the princess of the golf course. She knows uh, everyone, all the, the members, players, love Ryder. And very important for, my, for the team because every morning she's with the, with the team and uh, and it's amazing the way the way she she loves to be with the team on the golf course. I mean, I I really think that was super important for me during the growing because I spent many hours alone on the golf course and she was all the time with me. And well, let's see what what she thinks after the Ryder Cup when we are going to have Roma, another Australian Shepherd join the join the family. <laughs> Thanks again so much for your time today, Laura. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure, John. That's it for this episode of the USGA Green Section Podcast. Please share, subscribe, and rate us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And keep up with our latest content on Twitter and by subscribing to the Green Section Record, our digital publication covering all things golf course management.